It's Monday, April 18th, 2011 in Willard, Missouri, just 10 miles from Springfield. This quiet farming community found itself tangled in a disturbing mystery when a couple vanishes from their home. Jessica Bullock of Willard, Missouri, has been trying to reach her mother, 46-year-old Rebecca Porter, by phone for some time. She thought she had food poisoning or stomach flu or something. I tried to get her to go to the hospital and she wouldn't go, said she would see how she felt in the morning. Around midnight, as calls continue to go unanswered, Jessica takes action. She jumps into her car and races to the farmhouse. She arrives about 45 minutes later, but neither Rebecca or her husband, Rusty, were there. ATVs, horses, and searchers scoured the roughly 120 acres here near the Porter home. They've been wanting to go over the farm, you know, every inch of it. We love you, and we miss you, and we'll look till doomsday to try to find you. You know there's foul play when you find a house wide open and a car sitting there with the keys in it. We have now officially changed this case from a missing persons case to a homicide. From Colorton News and Ozarks Fox, this is Crime Traveler, a look back on criminal acts in the Ozarks and the news investigations that followed them. I'm Sarah Scarlett. By the time authorities made it out to the farmhouse that night, there was still no sign of Rebecca or her husband, Rusty Porter. Pretty quickly, authorities started detecting signs of a struggle. The Porter's front door was left wide open, the keys to Rebecca's car were left dangling in the ignition, and maybe most telling and most concerning to responding authorities was the unmistakable smell of bleach. As the sun rose the next day, Greene County detectives started gathering the puzzle pieces, trying to figure out what happened to Rusty and Rebecca Porter. We just didn't expect this in our family. Relatives were heartbroken. Just a shock. I think they got abducted, kidnapped or something, because all of her property's in there. Three days pass, still nothing. During those first few days, more than 200 possible pieces of evidence were collected from the Porter's home. Investigators followed up on more than 70 leads. Meanwhile, family members watched as leads turned to dead ends. It hurts. You don't hear nothing. It just hurts. Kay Simmons is Rusty Porter's mother. I feel like they have done an excellent job. We really miss these guys. And I'm just praying for a miracle. But throughout the investigation, one name seemed to be catching law enforcement's attention, Robert Campbell. He's Rusty Porter's uncle, and he had a reputation. According to family, a long-held tension between Rusty Porter and Robert Campbell only escalated when Rusty and Rebecca moved into the family farmhouse. Eventually, police pursue a conversation with Campbell. But... He's out of town. A few days later, when Campbell and police finally meet, Campbell openly admits he and Rusty were in a feud, but says he obviously wouldn't hurt Rusty or Rebecca. Besides, he had an alibi, an alibi that put him 100 miles away from Willard at the time of the Porter's disappearance. When police looked through Campbell's phone records, it confirmed he was in Texas on the night of the couple's disappearance. 
it seemed Robert Campbell was in the clear. The same couldn't be said for Tony Friend. Not long after they'd investigated Robert Campbell, authorities received a tip from a jailhouse informant, one claiming he'd been approached by a man named Tony Friend, who said he planned to kill the porters. Looking into the tip, police noticed not only a lengthy record of violent crimes, but also evidence Friend had been near the porter's home that night. Tony's phone records put him near the porter's home on the night they disappeared. Those same cell records said he'd later been near Cedar Creek. The search for the porters wasn't over. July 21st, 2011. Otani County deputy found the bodies one to two miles off Pro Tem Cedar Creek Road here. A lot of forest land around here. Uh, no residences around here to say that within, you know, about two miles. Three months into the investigation, DNA testing ultimately confirmed what the family already feared. The bodies were identified as Rusty and Rebecca Porter. An autopsy revealed both had been shot in the head, execution style. I've now officially changed this case from a missing persons case to a homicide. Colorton News was there to speak with investigators and family. It's one of the hardest days of my life. And, uh, but at least I know they're at peace. And I know where they're at. I would rather be standing at a funeral than at home waiting to hear. That was the hardest three months to just not know. I mean, to just have that almost dangling feeling. And while many reported a sense of closure, the case is far from over. Authorities learned Tony Friend, their prime suspect, was one of a few involved in the Porter murders. Investigators later named Wendy Friend, Tony's wife, Philip Friend, the son, and Dusty Hicks, his cousin, as co-conspirators. Instead of trying to get Tony to confess, the police decided to go a different route by questioning Philip. He denied being involved at first, but once he was told he would be facing a murder charge, he cracked. Philip claimed his dad came to him and said he had a job to take a birthday. But why? Philip told police his dad was hired to do the job by none other than Rusty's uncle, Robert Campbell. Police learned that Tony, Dusty, and Philip broke into the Porter home while Wendy waited in the car. Court records show the Porters were ambushed and bound with zip ties. Then both Rusty and Rebecca were led to the car. They then drove to their house first, dropped off Wendy, and then drove to Cedar Creek. Philip told authorities that he and Dusty waited in the car while Tony led the couple to the cabin. He said he heard two gunshots. Police went through Robert's and Tony's phone records again and realized the two have been in constant contact before and after the murders. Robert Campbell was then arrested. He would later deny any involvement in the murders. Tony Friend pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Dusty Hicks was given two life sentences. Wendy Friend took her case to trial and was sentenced to life in prison. Because Philip testified against his co-conspirators, he was sentenced to just 13 years in prison. As for Robert Campbell, many, including Taney County Prosecutor Jeff Merrill, thought he'd walk away. Just because it was circumstantial, there was not physical evidence tying Robert Campbell to those murders. But then, Philip Friend testified 
it was powerful. In 2016, Robert Campbell received two consecutive life sentences. As for the motive, it's believed that Robert was upset that Rusty was allowed to live in the farmhouse and suspected Rusty was spying on him. Crime Traveler is a Color 10 News and Ozarks Fox podcast. For exclusive video from the Color 10 News archive related to this story and others, go to ozarksfirst.com slash crimetraveler. Our producer is Christina Randall. Our executive producer is Colin Lingo. And our research team is Eric Reedus and Lisa Hamblin. I'm Sarah Scarlett. Thanks for listening.